what would you consider to be a retro game? For example, would you consider the original Halo to be retro? This is a tough. This is a tough. Um, definitely, I would. I would like to. If anybody's watching live, they posted in the uh, in the chat what they consider a retro game. But uh, so when I think of retro, I think of like like the retro pie, like games that you would run right. on like an emulator. So things I would say PlayStation and earlier is kind of what I consider retro. Right. But it's almost like whenever you see TV shows that you watched as a kid show up on TV land, then you're like, Oh, this is like, this is like old TV now. You know? Right. Right. And it still feels new to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, I don't know that I would consider halo a retro game. But I think that if if I think if somebody younger than me considered it, I think they might. I think I think my younger sister may consider Halo a retro game because it right. probably came out around the time she was born. No, not exactly, but she was <laughs> right. I know <laughs> she was what still you're young when it came out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I just I thought about this because I was I was like playing. I was playing the um, Master Chief collection and you can switch between the retro graphics or whatever you want to call it and the original graphics. And I'm like, so yeah. am I playing a retro game when I switch the graphics to low and then not when I'm <laughs> playing good, the regular one? That's a good point. That's a good observation. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe but I'm judging the same game, better graphics. So is the <laughs> that's my question. It's like what the what what can what is considered a retro game? Like how old does it have to be, or or how uh, bad does it have to look? <laughs> I guess before yeah, so you consider if you consider, let's say that we may let's say that we may concede that Halo is a retro game. If you're playing it with the modern graphics, are you still playing a retro game, or is that now that's a new right. product? You know, right? Um, <laughs> because. It's not quite the same as like Resident Evil 2 remake where it is a different game. Like it's similar, but it's different. Whereas Halo with the improved graphics is literally the same game, right? Like they didn't change the game. No, it's every bug's in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a good question. So if we can see that Halo is retro, is Halo with better graphics still retro? If you're playing classic WoW, with modern graphics turned on, which is not possible, but if that were a thing, are you still playing classic WoW? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like when they remake one of the old games, is it still a retro game, just better yeah. graphics? You know, like the Resident Evil series, you know, like with the with the better graphics, is it still mm-hmm. retro? Because I would consider maybe yeah. Halo to be retro, but not necessarily Resident Evil, the games. Because they're a little, they're a little younger than Halo is. The first Resident Evil is older than Halo. The second Resident Evil, I think, is older than Halo. Is it really? I think so. Is it not the nineties? Let me look it up. My impression of it is that it is, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) I could be wrong too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's newer, and plus, I remember the first Halo. Like I can remember how old I was when it came out, whereas. The first Resident Evil is a little fuzzy to me. Like I remember being a kid when it came out, but right, I, I don't right. know how old I was. Um, and I think I was probably too young to really appreciate the game. Um, but then I played it later. And so, like the Resident Evil remake, the one that you've been wrestling with and can't get to install on any OS, <laughs> I think that is a retro game, even though it has new graphics, because it is the original game with new graphics. I don't think anything right. changed. But Resident Evil Two, the remake, is not. It's not a one-for-one right, one remake. They, yeah. they did a new, right, they did a new engine and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, that is definitely not retro. I would say that is just, that is a new so, game. So, maybe it's Xbox and older. Maybe we maybe should so. say that's the that's the cutoff line. If it came out for Xbox or PlayStation and, and older, then that's a retro game. But anything so newer than that. wouldn't consider GameCube to be retro games, even though you can emulate them. That's the other question. If you can, if you can reasonably emulate them with a reasonable computer, yeah. do you consider them to be retro? <laughs> Maybe when a Raspberry Pi can emulate it, it should be considered. It should be that's considered. A good, that's a good mark because that is a that is the perfect thing for a Raspberry Pi. If you just want to get one for playing get retro games, that is like the best. 
yeah. um, case scenario. <laughs> Maybe that's a pretty good rule. I like that one. <laughs> Welcome to Crowbar Kernel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux and gaming. This is episode 11, and even though it's only the 10th episode, it's episode 11. I'm not going to call that out every episode, but I'll do it one more time. Uh, we are live streaming, and we really are live streaming today at Crowbar Kernel Panic on YouTube, um, and you can send us an email at crowbarkernelpanic at pm.me, or you can join us on the Mintcast gaming section on discord um, i'll have a link to that in the show notes um so we're live streaming today i want i wanted to kind of point out something so we're live streaming today and uh, we're going to do the whole show on the live stream but then what i think i'm going to do is i'm going to break off the um i'm going to break off this segment specifically about the steam deck and make it its own video because yeah. i don't know if you noticed but when we did the ubuntu episode last week basically nobody watched it and nope. I think it's because when we release these as a whole podcast, it's just so long and it's not on one specific topic, even though that topic's in the title. And right. I just, I just think it just somehow the algorithm can predict that that's probably what we're doing and it doesn't right. present it. So, uh, I think what I'll do is I'll go back and rename that episode. So, uh, I'll just call it like episode 10 or whatever. And then I'm going right. to break off the Ubuntu section and make it its own video. Um, but the uh, the Fedora video is still growing strong. Like it's still getting more <laughs> comments and stuff. Um, Fedora is the king. <laughs> Fedora is out here killing it in comparison. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, I wanted to. One of the comments, uh, someone answered uh, the question. They were they were letting me know why I was getting all those error messages that I were. Um, let me see if I can find this comment and give this person. Uh, give this person. Oh yeah, I forgot to check the Fedora. I, I should have checked that one. I checked the Ubuntu one, and I'm like, oh well, no one's gonna watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about the Fedora one. So someone said, um, uh, so uh, Druger, and he's got this nice little death metal like uh, logo on his <laughs> thing. He says, uh, I personally find GNOME to be the best for the HTPC, um, but when it comes to gaming, I much prefer either LXQT. Or LXDE, because huh. I always get the smoothest performance with those desktop environments. So LXQT, I know what that is. LXDE, uh, yes, okay, LXDE um, desktop environment. So yeah, I don't, I haven't tried. I tried LXQT like a long time ago, like yeah. Ubuntu yeah. days. Um, yeah. That was LXQT, right? Or is that something else? I don't even know. Yeah, but... Ubuntu is, yeah. Okay. Well, it used to be LXDE, and then they switched to LXQT. Okay, that's why I'm getting confused. Right. Um, I did it back whenever, because the Ubuntu thing was that it was like extremely lightweight, mm -hmm. so good for old hardware thing. And this was like in like 2006 or something like that, and I was helping like a volunteer place downtown, and they had a bunch of old computers donated to them. And so we just installed uh, Ubuntu on everything, and they ran, you know, very smoothly. Like they ran really good. And I remember that was one of the first times that I had tried to like, I wasn't like using Linux, like as my home computing back then. It was just like an occasional IT thing that I would run into. And right. I remember I installed their printer. Um, I was thinking like, oh, this is going to be such a pain in the ass. I'm going to have to figure out how to not only join this printer over the network, but I'm going to have to do it on Linux, and of course that's going to be harder. <laughs> and then I just turned the printer on and opened printers in in Ubuntu, and it was just like, "Hey, do you want to use this?" And I was like, "Yeah." And it was like, "What? This is easier than Windows." Um, <laughs> but yeah, old hardware and uh, printer hardware and stuff like that. That's that's something that the Linux desktop has done right for a long time. Um, yeah. We also got a comment. So this was the one that uh, that I, I really stuck out to me the most. So it's Hari says. Uh, He's talking about uh, whenever I started the show and I was getting all these errors over and over again and I was kind of making jokes about how we weren't going to make it through the show. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, this error on the start um, this error on the start of the show is from ABRT system. Um, so abort system, I guess is what that's standing for. Um, some place 
for SC Linux is not set. Uh, I don't know if that's a mistyping or, or Plice is just something I'm not familiar maybe, with. It's probably a mistype. Yeah. Or compliance, maybe? Yeah, maybe it's supposed to be compliance. But something in SE Linux is not set. Um, you have two options. One is to uh, you know, correct the uh, SE Linux or just DNF remove ABRT. Hmm. Um, so I said, thank you. I'd already installed uh, Garuda because that's the next <laughs> test that we're doing. But I, I, we're distro hopping fools. I know, we're distro hopping <laughs> maniacs. I undoubtedly will go back to Fedora at some point because I really did like that uh, yeah. uh, Fedora 34 a lot. Um, and when I do, maybe I'll just uninstall the ABRT thing. Um, I also get on, I, didn't, I don't think I talked about it, but on Ubuntu, I also get those. Not nearly as many as what I was getting on Fedora, but I think they're legitimate errors. It's just, you know, right. they're just alerting me to them. And, and like right now I'm on Garuda. Whatever that is, is probably still happening, but I'm just not getting the error. So right. maybe I'll just, I think Fedora it. has a lot of, um, and Ubuntu has a lot of, uh, automatic, um, things to show you that the errors are happening. Yeah. Versus when you just install it. Yeah. So, but, uh, from scratch. So thank you for that. I told him I would, uh, I thanked him in the comments, but I told him I'd also give him a, uh, a thank on the show. Um, he said, no problem. Uh, best option for me, um, uh, was to remove ABRT. Um, one more option is to disable AC Linux, SE Linux. Yeah. And see, then I thought I started thinking maybe I'm going down this crazy conspiracy rabbit hole here. But I started <laughs> thinking, you know, I always leave up this bash top and I was thinking, what if, am I giving away some like IP address or network information? <laughs> and this guy's telling me that the root of my problem is SE Linux and I just need to disable it. Next thing he's going to let me know that I need to just turn the firewall off on my router. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's going to come in and steal all my anime, man. <laughs> uh, no, I really appreciate the, I really appreciate the feedback. Um, yeah. So if you're watching this now, check out our Ubuntu ep episode. It doesn't have any comments yet. If you're a big Ubuntu fan, uh, go give that video a like so more people will see it. If Ubuntu's just boring right now. <laughs> That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I think I think there's lots of, of excitement with Fedora because of the, you know, they're using Pipewire. They're doing a lot of, yeah, they're doing a right. lot of changes right now. Yeah. Um, But, so, anyway, I guess I don't want to do, the Garuda episode will be the next episode because we want to spend some time with it. I feel like we kind of rushed Ubuntu a little bit. Um, or at least I did, but also I kind of already used it a lot. Like I don't, I don't feel like I yeah. really missed anything. Um, right. but it was suggested, uh, also let me see who originally suggested that, but I think a few people suggested Garuda to us. And so yeah, it was at least two people. I know that. Yeah. The first person was crack connoisseur on YouTube. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so we're working on that now. I originally tried to install it the i3 desktop. And I don't know why. I don't know why I thought I would like i3. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, warned you. I know. Well, the thing is, is I see, I see on like, <laughs> on like uh, Linux porn and in like places on uh, Reddit where people just post screenshots, of their desktops. Yeah. And it looks like amazing. I, I think it's a subreddit Unix porn. It's, it's something like <laughs> that. It's got porn in the title, but it's uh all the, all the best looking desktops are like, so blank and it's usually i3 <laughs> and it's just like so sleek looking and like you know i just i yep. i want to be that guy i want people to walk by my computer and go i wouldn't even know how to use that <laughs> <laughs> and and so uh i i just i want to look like a genius and so i decided i'll give it a shot i'll try out i3 i'm sure i can get through it for at least two weeks until <laughs> we talk about it and then everything will be fine um yeah, I, I think I had it for, I installed it Friday night. <laughs> I woke up early on Saturday because I was, I played with it all Immediately night. Immediately had regrets. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I installed it. I, <laughs> I installed Gruda i3 desktop on Friday night and then I played with it that night. I stayed up late. I went to bed thinking about it. <laughs> I watched videos on theming the i3 desktop and using, uh, Rudy or, using the whatever the application launcher uh, thing is and changing the uh the dashboard i tried out bumblebee i did a custom uh little dash thing and uh 
I, I watched videos about theming it and I was like getting solely in. I was like, dude, this is going to be my th- new thing. I'm going to install i3 on everything from now on. <laughs> I woke up Saturday morning and I played with it. I broke it. I fixed it. I kept playing with it. The thing I liked about it was that it was like your, all your configuration, all of your theming is just in text files. Like you just open oh, the text nice. files, you make changes and you refresh and you see what changed and you can just keep doing that. It reminded me of my Archbang days whenever I used to use, uh, I think they used Openbox or whatever it was. And it was really similar to that where it was just like really easy to make changes and manipulate. And, um, you know, it was like, it was really easy to break too. So it's like at your fingertips, you know? Um, right. And uh, after I, I played with it like all morning, by the time like lunchtime rolled around, I still had not edited the Ubuntu episode. And like lunchtime <laughs> rolls around. And I'm still trying to fix things that I've broken on my desktop. And I was just thinking, you know what? I'm wasting so much time doing this. I could have edited the episode by now. I need to just install a gnome-based distribution and, you know, get some work done and quit playing with my desktop. And so that's why I backed out of it and installed gnome. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see, on the one hand, I see the appeal of being able to easily manipulate my desktop in that way, being able to just like change everything I want like just at my fingertips, like fine grain it. Right. Yeah. And I, I like that aspect of it, but I also could get lost in it because I'm trying to, I'm like way, you know, trying to manipulate it too much. Right. Um, but also I don't know that I'm the person, I don't know that I see the tiling manager. Like, I don't know that I'm like the person for it because I, it, to me it was great as long as I only had two applications on each screen but then once I opened the third one, the it just shrunk things down so small that it was unusable, you know? Like I don't I don't I think yeah. I'm a floating I think I'm a floating Windows manager and there's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> nope, not at all. I don't know. Maybe uh maybe if somebody wants to let me know why I'm wrong, why I three is the way to go. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of those people. <laughs> yeah. I I would love but it. But it's welcome. Let yeah. let us know how we're wrong. So, so I, I, I think we should set a goal. So we just started this YouTube channel. We haven't quite figured out what works and what doesn't work yet. Um, but as we grow and we try to, you know, we gain subscribers, please subscribe to the video. Um, I think we should set milestone goals. The first one being 50, we should be able to get to 50 pretty easily At yeah. 50 subscribers. I will use i3 on whatever desktop we're testing at the time i will use i3 for an entire month i won't i won't you know i only i don't do dual booting when we when we test distros i wipe and then install and i'll install nuke and pave baby yep nuke and pave (laughs) with i3 no backing out i'll edit the podcast i'll do everything i'll game i'll do everything on i3 and uh that'll be our that'll be my uh 50, 50 subscriber goal. We'll do that, and then I'll do like a, a review of it. You think that after a month of using it, I'll probably talk myself into loving it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's still it happens a lot of times. A lot of people uh, do yeah. these challenges, and they're like, "Wow, I really didn't realize how <laughs> good this really is." <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes when you challenge yourself in that way, you're you're really challenging yourself because you want to fall in love with it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I would love to know why people love tiling window managers. I mean, I've watched videos. Uh, there's people, there's plenty of people that, that want to tell you why they love their tiling window manager so much. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no matter what all I've seen, I just, I just don't think, I think you like it cause it looks cool. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, nope. I like, I like working on old cars cause they look cool. <laughs> you know, you might do that with your desktop. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. <laughs> I just don't believe it's really that much more efficient. Yep. <laughs> I'm just not a keyboard person, so that's why I don't use window uh, tiling window managers. I, I just I see, like to use my mouse, and that's just how it is. That's how I've always been. Well, see, that's another thing is like they talk about how you use hotkeys hot and you don't have to search through a menu and that sort of thing. But like, who does that? Who searches through a menu nowadays? Like everybody just hits their yeah. super key and then starts typing. Like I don't know anybody the that actually time, the goes only time I ever menu. do that is if I forget what I'm looking for and I'm like, man, I got to see that icon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have done that where, like, you know, it's like it's, I know what I want to do, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, no, I have done that. I have done that, but but that's like very rare, right? Yeah, and most of the time, I don't know that they're all this way, but I think you know, 
I want to say that some menus, maybe on Cinnamon, um, Ubuntu, uh, they're, they're, I don't think just a normal gnome. Like if I type in browser, is it smart enough to give me? Uh, yeah, I think so. So it knows that Firefox and Fire Dragon is a browser. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can actually just kind of type what you're looking for and still find it. Right. Anyway. Anyway, what have you been doing? You been playing any games? Uh, yeah. Um, I have played, I played a little bit of Metro Exodus cause I got that game. I'm a big Metro fan. I love that series. Yeah. Um, never read the books, but played the games and, um, so far it's it's a metro game it's it's pretty awesome so far i've only played like maybe 15 minutes so it's like you know nothing to you know tell you what the game is like yet but it plays just like all the other games which is what i was looking for and it's got that grit to it you know like that darkness yeah it's really Um, dark yeah um not like I think my I think my settings are wrong. Like it's literally really dark for me. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes it does get dark. But yeah, if your settings are wrong, it's really dark. I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was something like no, amnesia. You know what? There's 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 a lot of atmosphere in this game, and yeah. you're supposed to use like your your lighter yeah. or your flashlight a lot because you're not supposed to see the stuff. You're really not. You're supposed to, you know, jump scare a lot of jump scare in this kind kind of game. <laughs> like literally, the I died. Um by the first monster because i was not prepared for it at all i i came through these cobwebs yep, and freaking too. i forget what they're called the little monster thing he was right there and freaking jumped on me and i i was like just so taken back that i didn't know what button yeah. to press i was trying to press the e button and it was like wasn't working uh, i did yeah. this i did the exact <laughs> same thing in the exact same spot and you know when i went back it must have something to do with the way you approach those cobwebs because when i went back and did it knowing he was there it didn't jump out at me yeah it didn't either me yeah. too the second time it was it came out <laughs> later in the what what um difficulty were you playing on uh normal the I normal guess. yeah Nor- yeah that's what i was playing on too i wonder i wonder if they do that to test you to see how good you <laughs> you are mm. like the first time you go in there they have it jump out at you and see if you can yeah. take it and then maybe they like make it harder even though it's set to normal um, I don't know if Metro has that, but there are games that have that. Uh, some of the Resident Evil games do that, where if you die of a, if you die of a certain thing so many times, it'll actually adjust the the setting of the game. Hmm. Um, I wonder that that's interesting. Uh, maybe I'll have to just restart the game and see if it actually. Uh, actually <laughs> I think happens. it has to do with the way that you approach. So I think if you have like maybe. your flashlight out and your your you're like sort of aiming in the direction of the, the monsters. I don't know what it's called either. Um, yeah, I forget. Then maybe it doesn't jump out, but whenever you're just walking through and you're just worried about lighting the cobwebs on fire, then it's AI informs it to jump out. I don't know, but I, but the same thing happened to me. That was the first, that was the first time I died. It's literally the first interaction you have. Right. I know one thing though. I have to remap my keyboard. I I can't press, what, what is it like? k or j for the for the lighter i'm like no 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 this ain't happening i need to have that closer or on my mouse (laughs) yeah um i i've still been playing uh final fantasy 14 i don't know if that's interesting because i have nothing new to say about it um but it's there's this like renaissance right now going on in final fantasy 14 it's the busiest i've ever seen it um I sent you a screenshot because I saw somebody that used that five thousand dollar guitar. <laughs> they were playing. Yeah, I know that's crazy. <laughs> they that's were playing bad. a concert in the middle of uh, Limsil Minsa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's like whenever if I go to Limsil Minsa, which is like one of the more populated, uh, and it's one of the original cities. Um, it is just like my computer can't even load all the people. Like they're like popping up as I run <laughs> through the city because there's just so many people. Um, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen Final Fantasy this busy, like ever. Um, Mass Exodus of uh, Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I guess, it, it I guess so people crazy. are going over to that. Yeah, you know, but I think I'm hearing a lot of. I'm. I know why. So, content creators that create things for specifically for World of Warcraft have. I, I guess maybe they. I don't. I'm not playing Wow, but I guess they've just been like in a drought recently because Wow's right. in a drought, and yeah. so it's better for them if they start doing uh, Final Fantasy content and then they bring all these people in, but then guess what? Blizzard comes out with something new for WoW and they start doing the WoW they thing go too. Yep. Like, yeah, like it's like kind of the best thing for everybody if both games are doing well. Yeah. Um, and oh, so yeah. 
even though I don't see myself ever going back to WoW, the only way the only way I would do it is if you did it. If you did it and we did it as like a thing for the podcast or something, I would do it. Otherwise, I just don't yeah. see myself. I don't see myself ever going back. I just I've I've lived that life like I've moved on. But I still think that even as a Final Fantasy player and as an ESO player, it's better that it's better that all the games are doing well. It's just better for the MMO community in general. So right. I don't know. I hope that that's what happens. I hope that just around the corner, WoW's going to come in with the (laughs) with the right hook. Wham! Next expansion. Everybody loves us again. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I never, like I said, I've never played WoW, so I don't, I I don't get the appeal of it because I just haven't played it. Like I, I can imagine the appeal because it's it looks good and and it's really fun and there's a lot of stuff to do, but at the same time, I never played it, so I don't really know. Hey, we have some uh, people in the chat. Sorry, I missed you guys. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking to them, kind of. <laughs> it's hard for me to double <laughs> multitask. I want to know what platform I'm playing uh, Final Fantasy XIV on. I'm playing it on uh, Linux uh, through Proton, so I'm playing it on PC. And uh, we mentioned we've mentioned a few episodes in a row now, but it it runs great on on Proton. There's just some there's a few tweaks you have to make whenever you first install the game. Um, right and uh, i'll put those in the show notes but yeah it runs and did you runs say it great. was free i keep forgetting is it free to I play think, i think they have i i'm not sure how that works i think that they okay. have some free account of some kind but it's not the I full like game this is the third time i've asked you that but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look into that i think like you can like lo- i think you can like make a character but then like you can't trade things with uh right. non-free accounts or oh okay I, yeah 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 there's some mechanism but i'm not sure what it is it's not like well, ESO. If there's a free version, I definitely need to check it out because you play it a lot and yeah, I've no, never check it played out. it. So, um, and it's and the the weird thing about Final Fantasy is, so I am having zero fun if I'm playing ESO by myself. I'm having zero fun if I'm playing, um, WoW by myself. But Final Fantasy is kind of like a single player game that you play with other people. <laughs> like it's so it, it <laughs> doesn't good. it, it doesn't feel like you're like. in a weird drought. Yeah, because you have yeah. like. You have like a main quest that you're following that is like literally a Final Fantasy game. And then there's moments during that quest that requires other people. And so you'll oh, have to okay. join a party to do something. But then you're kind of back on your own quest again, you know? Cool. Um, whereas like Elder Scrolls and, and wow, I feel like I'm not really, I feel like I'm just wasting time if I'm not with other people. You, you turn me on to Dragon Age Inquisition. I just started it. Um, it's like one of your favorite games, apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I've played all the Dragon Age games, and that one is by far my favorite of them. So it was on the Steam Summer Sale. I picked it up. I think it was less than ten bucks. It was really cheap. Um, installing it under Proton, I did run into some like weird things because it not only installs the game under Proton, but it also has to install the Origin like yeah. launcher thing because and, e- because Steam goes through EA. That's how it works, unfortunately. But. Right, yeah. So that was a bit annoying, but there's other games that do that too. I know Star Trek Online is a similar thing. Um, right. But so I, I got all that. I got all that working, and it just I didn't make any changes. It just took a couple tries. Like the first time I tried it, it failed. Tried it again, it worked. It's just some weird thing with the Origin launcher. Right. Once you get past that, the game will install and run fine. Um, I'm actually not even running it in game mode or anything like that. I'm just just. You know, just whatever default Proton it's, settings. It's an older game, so it, mm-hmm. it doesn't take as much to, to 2015, run it. 2015, 2014, 2014, 14. Like that. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten very far. I've basically gotten out of the starting zone, and then you have to make a decision about how you're going to approach a certain problem. I made my decision there. I went a little bit, and then I kind of oh, thought... Oh, did I... I didn't tell you about the Dragon Age Keep, did I? No. Okay, so that's a website. Now, I don't know if it's still up. I think it might be, All right, but it's it an official thing, and you can you can say what you did in the other games, and it will add up in this game. Like, if you played the other games and you made certain decisions, it will affect the game Inquisition. Oh, okay. So whenever you start Inquisition, it asks you, do you want to download anything from their like web thing or something right. like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I found it. Dragon Age Keep. Yes. I love that because you can like you can like check the different boxes and you can say you did this this and this in the other games without having to play the other games. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll start trying to follow this too. Yeah. The website's still up. Um. I'll keep this open so I remember to put it in the show notes. But yeah, it's like a uh, 
it kind of feels like you're you're playing. So I'll tell you what I thought before. I thought Dragon Age Inquisition was kind of like Skyrim, where it was kind of like a you know ESO style. I don't want to say hack and slash, but it's like you run up and hit things. You know, you have right. abilities, you use your abilities. I didn't think it was like a strategic game, like uh, you know something more like Baldur's Gate or something like that. But it's kind of this hybrid between the two, yep. where you play as almost like you're playing an MMO, where you're controlling a character in third person and you can you can tab target things and then attack them. But then also you can zoom out into this strategic view and and then you're more like, okay, I'm clicking on this person. I want them to use this ability on this enemy. Yeah. And the reason why it is that way is because you're actually playing a party. You're not just one you know you're not just one character right. like you, you would can be in switch Skyrim. between all your characters, yeah. Yeah, see I didn't know, I had no idea that that was a part of this game. I just Yep. I, you know, I never really saw much on this game. I've never been familiar with it and I that I was really surprised by that in game while I was playing it. I didn't know that was a thing. Um Yeah, they but, do a really good job at um initiating you into that whole thing. So my question about this is I, I love it by the way, but my question about it is are there times where like I'll need to do one over the other, or is it more of like a preference where I'm picking which one I prefer? It's a preference. You don't ever have to go into the, the strategic view to do anything. Hmm. I see I prefer the strategic view. See, I prefer the other the other way. Because <laughs> I feel like I, I uh, almost never go into the tr- strategic view unless I come to a boss where I absolutely cannot beat it without going, you know, and making sure the people are doing what I need them to do. Yeah. Most of the time, they they just do what you want or do, you know, the AI is good enough that way. I should say. See, I don't like the reason I don't like using the uh, the third person view is because I feel like I'm having to chase the enemy, like, um. Like I'll just be swinging my sword and like, I'm like, I'm like really one step out of bounds. So then I have to move forward and swing, you know, whereas if I use the strategic, the more strategic, like RTS kind of view, right. Then I just tell him to go there and he just, you know, the AI takes him to where he should be. Yeah. Um, I don't know that, but I, I do like, well, the you game. can target them so that you don't like lose. What am I trying to say? You lock on, yeah, you lock on to them, but you still have but then to you walk don't, then within you... range. I don't, like, oh, okay. follow them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have to, yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. like if you just press the, the mouse button, it'll run up to them. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not like that. Right, but but it's, it, I mean, that's not a complaint. Like, it's just. No. I, I, yeah. I kind that's of. That's the way I prefer it. You prefer it the other way. <laughs> right, yeah. No, it's really cool. I didn't even know that the game was like that. I thought it was a solo, you know, you played one character all the way through. I had no idea. And in hindsight, so, do you get the same starting party no matter what your character is? Because I kind of made a tank, but they kind of give you a tank in the starting party. So, I think I should have made a different type of character. I should have made more of an archer, maybe. You can make anybody, and you get multiple people throughout the whole... So, you can kind of switch them out? Yeah. It feels very, like, very high fantasy. Like, I knew it was a fantasy yeah. game, but it feels, you know, it feels like I'm playing something like Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate or something. It feels like yeah. really high Just... fantasy. Just wait till you get to your first dragon. It's amazing. That sounds cool. Yeah, I didn't even. The game's called Dragon Age Inquisition. I didn't even think about that. There was going to be dragons. There, there was only one. Dra- there was only one dragon in all the other ones. So really? it's really. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe there's a secret one that I didn't know about. But mm-hmm. as far as I know, there's only one. And then this one, there's many mm-hmm. that you get to fight, and they're like big bosses, and you get like you know good stuff from them. It's awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to get further into it. Um, Magic the Gathering Arena just came out with, uh, well, actually, you know, Wizards of the Coast just launched a new set in Magic the Gathering, which of course was released in, uh, Magic the Gathering Arena. Right. And, uh, I think, I think I'm back in. Every time I'm out, they just pull <laughs> me back in, man. Um, they did, uh, it's the Forgotten Realms. So, um, it's all the, the D&D, like, universe. Um, right, which you know, Wizards of the Coast owns both D and D and Magic the Gathering, but Magic the hmm. Gathering was kind of originally inspired by uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, oh, okay, all right. So, uh, yeah, Richard Garfield, the creator of uh, Magic the Gathering, uh, was you know, heavily, I'm sure he was rolling some d20s in his basement. It was heavily inspired. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's so it's a really neat kind of uh, 
you know, it's a really neat kind of homecoming, like uh, joining of the of the two things. And so I'm going to start playing Magic the Gathering Arena again. Also, when I used to play Magic the Gathering Arena um, through Lutris, through the Lutris installer, it right. would I'd basically have to reinstall the game every patch because it wouldn't auto it wouldn't patch itself without breaking. The game would mm. run fine when you installed it, but it would just it would just break, you know, on the patch cycle. And so right. I would, you know, you'd have to uninstall and reinstall the game. Well, now the new version on Lutris like has that feature fixed. So if you just go to Lutris and and you use the default installer, um, the game runs game runs perfectly smooth. It runs great. Um, as far mm. as I know, it runs just as good as on Windows. Yeah, I still haven't played that game either. I I never played Magic the Card okay. game or or online. Um, yeah, well, I, it's it's a great way to learn to play it on Arena because they manage a lot. So you have to know the rules. Like it won't let you do anything right. wrong, but it will teach you the rules. But then it manages all the little things that if you were playing physically, you'd have to manage my life counter. I'd have. Is to, there a way to like teach you how to play the game through that game? Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever you first launch it, I think um, it kind of walks you through a tutorial, and then there's this like uh, sparky like AI thing that you can play against. <laughs> Clippy. <called>, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you can play against the the AI to kind of learn the rules, and, and okay. they give you they give you a bunch of starting decks to uh, to start out on. Um, cool. But some of these some of these new cards, just because of the nostalgic D and D like you know lover that I am. I may have to buy some of these cards just because I just want them. I'll never <laughs> physical play the game cards. physically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But yeah, so that's that's cool. Cool news coming out of there. But um, I guess the big thing that we're going to talk about this episode is the Steam Deck, and I actually was able to reserve one. It was only five dollars yeah, to Poe reserve it. Dodged the scalpers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see the eBay? Did you see the eBay thing? Yep, I added that to the end of the uh, oh. the list down here. Yeah, it's Dude. it's nuts. It's and the, you know what? The the scariest thing is is that they don't even have the physical consoles. No, no, nobody does. Right, right. They paid five dollars for this thing, and they're getting two thousand fifteen hundred five thousand. I saw. That's crazy. They're I'm they're like, what the heck? they're scalping <laughs> these things. Let me move this to the screen so we can show it on the stream. They. They're just selling the, this is just that somebody paid the $5 and reserved one so right. that they could get the earlier shipping date. And so you're just, you could still, you can still, you can still pre-order one for $5 right now. It's just that they keep moving the shipping date back as they sell more. And this Which is, is exactly what most places should do. That is the yeah. correct thing because then at least you're guaranteed to have one eventually. So. It's just you're just you're just buying the ability to use someone else's pre-order for right. the earliest shipping date. It's insane. And that's super risky. I mean that is that is the ultimate risk on eBay right there is you yeah. are buying vapor right now basically. <laughs> Dude, I would not do this in a million years. It's so crazy. Yeah, me neither. It, that, no way, not until it's well, out. I couldn't, afford, I, I, I couldn't afford $1,200 for well, it. <laughs> if I was rich, I wouldn't even do it. Right. Even if <laughs> not I, until they were out and I could see the physical console. I made a list here of all of everything that we currently know about the Steam, the Steam Deck. Um, and, uh, and then, like I said, I, I've, got, I've got one pre-ordered. I can't wait for it to come out. I'm super stoked. Um. So for the first for the first pre-orders they're saying that it could be as early as December of 2021 which to me seems way too like I can't believe they're that yeah. they're already that re ready to release. Um but we Most have Most people were talking like not till the end of or the beginning of next year they were saying. Yeah, so in the show notes I've already had to change it because it changed throughout the course of uh from the time that I wrote the show notes to now um whenever you went to the pre-order website um it was saying uh expected release q1 of 2022 well i typed that in the show notes and then before we went on the air it changed to q2 of 2022 and now it may be even higher um just so many people are ordering these things and they just keep pushing the expected release back but i believe right. that it's still in waves so if you were part of that first wave 
your pre-order, I don't know, maybe this is wishful thinking, but if you're in that first <laughs> wave, your pre-order is expected to release in December. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll, I pre-ordered, we'll see. Yeah, I pre-ordered the, the lowest priced one just because I don't see myself paying more than $400 for oh, a handheld man. device. Um, uh, I have things to say about that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, 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 I was on the fence about it and I can still change it. But if I change it, then I have to, I have to do the. You'll have to deal with the yeah. longer wait time. Right, exactly. Um, and I think I mostly, I want one because I think it's cool, but I mostly want it as a handheld computer as much right. as I want a handheld gaming device. Right, yeah. Yeah. I keep saying console, but it really is a PC. It's it's just a handheld PC. Yep. It's a laptop that you can't fold. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um so oh, and they were doing a thing, but I think it actually ends tomorrow. But right now, if you have a Steam account that was created in it, it has to be created before June. If you if you if you created an account between the time that there was like the announcement and now, um it's not allowing you to do the pre release. Because huh. they're worried about scalpers, they're worried about people that just made an account so that they could buy the, you know, buy the pre-release. Um, but, oh wow! But that actually—that's hey, that's a good idea. It's a good idea, but legitimately, you could have made an account in June, or legitimately, you may have yeah. not had a Steam account, and you saw the announcement, and you're like, "Oh, I better make a Steam account because I want this." Yeah. Thing. Um, but they're, they're trying everything to stop these scalpers. I mean, and nothing yeah. seems to be working. I appreciate. So, I appreciate the try. You know, like I. I yeah. It's. It is what it is, but I think they're making it yep. pretty available. I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah, from what I've heard, I didn't actually try to get one because I don't have that money to spend. It <laughs> That's was like, like a Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm kind of counting on the money will be there by the time <laughs> they're asking me for it. <laughs> I don't have the four hundred dollars today, um, but uh, it was only five dollars to do the to do the whole. Yeah, and then, then you have to pay. It's going to be Steam OS, but you can install any OS you want on it. You could right, buy yeah, this you can thing. install Windows. Yeah, you could install Windows. I've been seeing every reviewer say that. I've been seeing every reviewer say, "Oh yeah, you could just buy it and then you could install Windows." I <laughs> I just I don't know. I don't know the specs on this thing's pretty good. It might it might be all right, but I just can't imagine that being any good. I, I mean, no, I I would rather personally stream the stuff from my desktop yeah. than install Windows on it because mm-hmm. that you're giving up at least double the RAM for Windows um, yeah, to, just, to install it immediately right out of the box. I don't see how Windows, which was not designed to run on this product, but can. It's like people that install Windows on a Raspberry Pi. It's like, right. yes, yeah. you can, but why would you ever do that? Why would you waste <laughs> those resources? I don't even know that? how you can do it without an 8-gig <laughs> Raspberry Pi anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. You'd have to have... Yeah, it, it's crazy. There there might be some build of Windows for just for Raspberry Pi. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, there probably is. So, but it would be made by somebody. I'm sure Microsoft didn't put it out. Right. Um, But uh, it's also heavily, heavily relying on Proton, which is fantastic Um, because... I don't know if you saw this, but there's already game developers that are saying that they will develop their game to work on the new Steam Deck, which right. means that it will work on Proton. So this right. is inadvertently helping every Linux gamer out there just because yeah. this device is coming out. And I, I heard I heard a couple people say something to the effect that Steam said or Valve said that they were going to have every game working that can work for windows now i, oh, don't, I don't know, know what they that. mean by yeah. that I, don't, I, I only i only heard a couple people say that so i don't know if it's even a thing i don't i don't know if that's possible because yeah that's just because they thinking. just can't touch every game um <laughs> right but triple a games i don't know exactly yeah now as you and i know um and many listeners of the podcast like uh an overwhelming percentage of windows games on steam run on proton. Like it's not even, I remember on Mintcast a few years ago, we were doing our predictions uh, for the next year. And I said, Oh, this was like the year proton came out. And I said, Oh, by the time, by this time next year, I believe that games will not only be available on proton, it'll be more than 75% of the steam library. And I believe that games will start to advertise that they are available to play on Proton. Right. And I feel like this is now the fruition of that. I'm like three years too late, but I think that this is the, <laughs> this is what I was predicting because 
now that the Steam Deck exists, games will advertise that they're playable on the Steam Deck and Steam OS. Right. Um, they won't even mention Proton. They'll just say it is yeah. available on the Steam Deck. Right, exactly. And that's been the funniest thing for me is like a Linux gamer watching reviews of this product by non Linux, you know, gaming right. companies. Yeah. Because they're like, Yeah, this is relying heavily on Steam's product called Proton. And uh, they, it's like some kind of like compatibility layer between Steam OS, which is Linux based, and 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 what should be Windows. It's like so funny, to like like, and, I, and I'm like, yeah. my whole my whole world is wrapped up in Proton right now. I know. Like, <laughs> like that's how we've been wor- yeah. working this out for years now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that whole aspect of it is what I'm excited about the most. I hope that this product is like a huge success. And yeah, me too. I really, I really have high, I have high expectations yeah. for the for the sale and and the the um, what am I trying to say? The the people actually wanting the product, but I'm weary because Valve has canceled things before. I know. I'm a little worried about. I'm that not too. as worried about this product for that as I was with the other ones because this one seems to be something that they're really going for like yeah and and i think this is something that they've been trying to do but they've not known how to do it for a long time so we had steam yeah. boxes in the past but whenever you looked at a steam box it's basically something you could build on your own and not only right. that but like their philosophy is very open and they're like you know trying to give people the ability they're like hey you know what you right. could build your own steam box and we're not going to stop you here's steam os go have at it hoss and i right. think that there's just a lot of people that just well, I'm not going to buy one then. I'm just going to make my own. Or right, I use exactly. this old computer I have, you know. Plus and they were that was third-party people who built the Steam boxes. They never actually built their own as far as I know. Hmm. I I don't even know. I, I wasn't even aware of that, but that's another good point. And I feel like this is their way of like getting the Steam box literally in the hands of people. Right. Like this yeah. is something that you could not just go build on your own, but yet right. still fulfills that legacy of what they intended the Steam Box to be, this thing that you can hook up to your TV, that you can leave your desktop and still use their ecosystem away from your right. desktop. And so I I wouldn't doubt it, and I, I've heard this a lot, but I, I think it's probably true given the specs of this device, but this 399 version is probably at a loss. They're probably selling these oh, yeah. at a loss. They're either at cost or at a loss. Yep, so that either way, way you're using their environment their ecosystem on their device and that's where they really make the money. Cause Steam makes dude, Steam makes Steam makes so much money that Valve decided yep. to never make another Half Life game. That's how profitable <laughs> Steam is. And so That is that is a good point. That is a very, very good point. Right. So if they can have you doing that from your toilet, then that's that's a huge <laughs> success for them. <laughs> yeah. No, that that is a great point that they yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they did release Half Life Alex. <laughs> yes, you almost choked when you said it. <laughs> yeah, I want to play Half Life Alex so bad, but I don't want to buy. Nope, I'm never going to buy a <laughs> VR until it's good. Yeah, I, I, I just what what I've played with VR is just nope. <laughs> yeah, there's basically two games that I want VR for, and I I bought a PlayStation Three. PlayStation 4, whichever one that Metal Gear Solid 4 came out on, um, I basically only bought that because I wanted to play Metal Gear Solid 4. That was was the only reason. I didn't get it right when it came out. I, I, you know, I worked at Best Buy. I saw the damn thing on the shelf like every day and like, like for like a few years. And then finally I was like, all right, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy Metal Gear Solid 4. And that was the whole reason I did that. I can't warrant buying an $800 to $1,000 device for for two games. Right. Right. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. That was my struggle with the Xbox as well with Halo. Mm. I was like, do I really need the new Xbox just for Halo? I'm like, oh, it's out on PC? No, nope, no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> um, So, uh, yeah, the Metal Gear games started coming out on PC too. Um, So they have three different models, the 399, 529, and 649. And respectively, they are 64 gigs, 256 gigs, and 512 gigs. Um, but they also have a difference in their hard drive type. So from the 399, uh, you have the EMCC, which is like, I guess, just like flash 
uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's basically it's kind of like a, a SD card, but it's it's better. I think I think they said yeah, I know they said theoretically they can get up to 500 megabytes read speeds, um, and uh, that's theoretic. That's not like you know what they actually will get. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're they're much slower than NVMe drives. So or even SATA SATA SF, uh, SSDs. Right. And then the uh the 256 and the 512 are NVMe SSD. Right. Um, but the 512 one is a faster NVMe than the Oh, really? 256. Yeah, it's it's the same I think it's the same one but it's the the 512 is a faster model of that same model. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but I was watching a lot of videos, <laughs> and that's what the one guy said. Um, so the uh, the thing, my thought on this was, well, for one thing, I just didn't want to go up to five twenty nine. I know it's one hundred and thirty dollars more, but I'm already spending four hundred bucks. Yeah, I just didn't want to. I, go I up. totally. I know where you're coming from there, but I also was thinking that even at two hundred and fifty six gigs, we're not talking about handheld games. We're talking about desktop performance games. Yeah, some of these games upwards are, of fifty gigs, right? Fifty, sixty gigs. 60, yep. There's games even a hundred for some of them. I have a game Atlas. It's called. It's it's a hundred and twelve yeah. gigs. Hundred and twelve gigs. Yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate. Uh, Baldur's Gate three is like a hundred and sixteen gigs or yeah. something. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my my impression on it is you're going to be using SD cards. Like oh yeah, yeah. Just. Whatever you want to really run fast, you'll have on your NVMe drive. But everything else, you're gonna you're gonna have to start putting on SD cards. I don't see how <laughs> you could do it any other way. And so, I think, well, they have a Lightning port. <laughs> yeah, you could you could just hang an SSD off of that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they have Walking around with an SSD yeah. hanging down. <laughs> the uh, you you probably could do that actually because they it's it's just a PC. It's not. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you you can you can hook it up um, to a monitor and and uh, you know what do you want to call it? Would you Velcro uh, to the back of it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, But yeah, the device to me, just the look of it is sick. I love the way it looks. Yeah, I've heard people complain about the placement of the the buttons up at the top. Um, I I I don't know that that's the best placement. I get that it looks weird. But uh, but I also don't use handheld devices. I haven't. The last handheld yeah. device I used was a Game Boy. You know, like yep. I, I've not used a handheld device, so I have no idea how it's going to feel when I hold it. But as far as just the look of it, I think it looks. I think it looks great. It's large, but it's not like too large. I feel like it's something I could carry with me a lot. I could keep it in my backpack. Yeah. Um. I think that in some ways this will be a replacement for my laptop. Um. My laptop's getting a little old, and uh, I've I you know. I basically only use my laptop to watch Netflix. I like never use it for anything real. Um, so, I mean, I probably won't like, instead of replacing my laptop, I'll just start using a tablet or use this device. Um, and I'll carry it with me more than I carry my laptop. My laptop's huge. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't even compare this to a, to any tablet other than an iPad. Mm-hmm. And even that you can't compare it to because this is a full-blown PC. Right. It's a full-blown PC. So that's another thing, too, is like you can dock this. So they're going to sell a dock that's yeah. sold separately. But even if you don't have the dock, you can just use a USB-C dongle. And you can literally just set this at a monitor, mouse, and keyboard. And it's now a $400 gaming PC. Yeah. Um yep. And the... I don't know. I'm now little... your mileage will vary with that though, because you're going up with, with screen resolution and all that stuff. The reason why this works so well in the form factor that it is is because of the monitor they chose for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to point out. Is it's because it's a it's a 720p screen, but it's actually like it's like 1280 by 800 or something. It's like yeah, a pseudo. right. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, that's how it's pulling this off. Is because right. it's able to render. It's such a low res. Last week we accidentally did a, a demonstration of it because you were talking about your test results with Gravity Mark on a windowed version versus right, a yeah. full screen. That's basically the same thing that's happening here. Is it's because it's only rendering a 720p screen, then in a handheld device it can it can overpower that resolution and give it to you. Right. But if I were to hook this device up to my monitor here. I I doubt that it would give me the same FPS as if I were running it from my desktop. 
But, right, unless you're running at a 720p, which you don't want to from that monitor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's great. And, you know, again, I, have ne- I haven't used a handheld device since the Game Boy, but I can't imagine I'd want more than 720 on a handheld device. I just yeah, don't especially think at that I'd screen really... size. Yeah, at that screen size. You got to remember that the pixels per inch is what matters. And as you go down in screen size, the less resolution you need to get that pixel per inch that, mm-hmm. you know, that makes a difference. Right. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. The, uh, chip architecture. So it's using, uh, it's AMD, uh, the Zen two and the RDNA two. Um, and this is, uh, it's the same, it's the same, um, it's the same technology that's found in the AMD Ryzen, uh, 3000 series cards. Um, and the Zen two, um, has, uh, I can't remember if it's, I think it's four cores. It looks like I missed yep, something in my notes here. Four cores and eight threads. Yeah, that's what it is. But it's a of eight threads. Yeah, so basically you have eight thread CPU and then a Ryzen 3000 chipset. You know, it's obviously not a Ryzen yeah. 3000 card in there, but there's a chipset of it. And then it's got 16 gigs of DDR5 memory. Um, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, that's nice. That's really nice to have in a, in, in a computer that size, you know. Yeah, no, that's... But the funny thing is, is that this is actually equivalent or more so than the Xbox. Mm-hmm. The power that this thing can give out, which is amazing at that form factor. Yeah. I have no idea how they did it. I, I don't know. Yeah, now, seems... again, don't quote me on that because I saw somebody say it on YouTube. <laughs> but... No, no, I've, I've, well, I, I mean, I heard the same thing. It's straight up magic. I don't even know how, I don't know how they pack it in this little, this little package. I, I don't know either. And it apparently has a fan because I see fan, um, yeah, I saw it's got on little the back holes of it. on it. Yeah. 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 It has to have a fan. So, yeah. How loud's it going to yeah. be? Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, liquid cool mine. I'm going <laughs> to, right. So, I, that's another thing I wanted to add. Um, to the uh, 64 gig version. They said that that actually has an NVMe slot in it. Oh, really? So it's very hard to get to. They said it's very hard. So you might not want to do it when it's under warranty, but once it's out of warranty, yeah, yeah, you might want to just go open it up and see if you can actually get an NVMe in there. I don't know how plausible or how act. I don't know. I have no idea, but if you bought this device and then you could just change out, to an NVM hard, NVMe hard drive, that would be astonishing. Um, yeah. Wow. Holy cow. This would be my favorite device ever made, if that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably... They should just... If they, if they could just somehow change the NVMe um, connector, where you know how you know with the NVMe, it sticks up a little bit, like at an angle, and then you press it down and you screw yeah. it in. If right. they could somehow change the connector so that you could just slide it in from the mm-hmm. side, how amazing would that slot. be? Yeah. Yeah. To just slide <laughs> it in like the SD card. How amazing would that be? Like, oh yeah, I want a terabyte. Here I go. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> would be amazing in. because to me, that's one of the drawbacks of this device is as we were saying earlier is like everything's going to be on an SD card. Even if you get, even if you get the 512, you're eventually going to fill that up. Everything's going to be on an yeah. SD card. And so, and, and you know what? The the one guy on YouTube was talking about that, and he said he's gonna. I, I want to watch this video eventually, but he said he's gonna do a demonstration on his Razer PC that has a 3080 of why and a micro SD card is not a good option for any game, even a terabyte one, because yeah. it's so slow that yeah. open world games that need to render constantly are gonna be so laggy. Hmm. Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what that we'll see what that performance is yeah. like. I imagine to use you're gonna want to get the fastest SD card you can get. That's what oh yeah, I you're gonna have to. Yeah. Like um, Samsung or or yeah. um SanDisk. Ex- They're a good SanDisk, like not the one ones, of the cheap ones. The ones you get for like those like four K movie cameras or whatever. Yep. Like you're gonna yeah. want to get oh, those. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um it also has a three point five millimeter jack. And what? Are you are you kidding me? Without wow, they fit it in there. You don't need a little adapter <laughs> or anything like that. It's got it already on there. Ugh. Um, and then you have a USB C we already talked about, but it also has Bluetooth. That I thought was pretty wild. So you could use a Bluetooth mouse and keyboard. Oh, um, dude, that's cool. Yeah, Bluetooth mouse and keyboard. This thing that. on the yeah. go. This thing really is like a little. This thing a is really adding computer. up to be something amazing like i don't want to i really i really just don't want to hype this thing up because if it flops (laughs) not because steam screws up but because you know people just don't buy it 
Oh, people are buying just, this thing, dude. I, I think people I know. Buy it. it they, would be yeah, amazing they are. because they're only doing five dollar <laughs> pre orders. It would be amazing. It's just like everybody went in on the pre order and then just decided not to <gasps> no. not to spend. No, no, don't say that. No. All the eBay guys get freaking yeah. refunds because they couldn't sell them. <gasps> don't say that. No, that's horrible. Yeah, that would be <laughs> I didn't pretty, even think about that angle. That would be pretty funny. Um, but no, I'm <laughs> fine I'm print they say no refunds. <laughs> I, I would be excited for this device if I would be excited for this device even if I don't know that I paid $400 for it but it would still be a really impressive device to me even if all it did was Steam streaming and it was a portable PC in this form yeah. factor I would be excited about it. I would stream all over my house streaming in the bathtub yeah. be Steam streaming in the front yard Speaking stream all over the place streaming too. you can stream from all the services too because this has a full blown OS on it yeah you yeah. know, you you can you, you can use do, uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming. You could use the um, Nvidia Cloud thing. Yep, Nvidia Cloud. You can use Stadia. You can use any of them because you can install a browser on it and you can use it. Yeah, that is just the craziest thing. And oh, like, by the way, it runs yeah. Arch. Yeah, I know. I didn't even know that. I thought <laughs> neither. I, thought, I, thought, I heard a podcast say it. <laughs> I thought SteamOS was Ubuntu based. I swear it was, it was originally. originally. Okay, it was originally, but this one they rebuilt, rebased it on Arch. Yeah, that is so freaking sweet. I am gonna have I'm I am gonna have a handheld device that I can pseudo Pac-Man dash S in. <laughs> I can't wait for this thing. Dude, this is gonna yeah. be like your portable like man. The only thing the only thing that I'm gonna have to, if I would if I were to gotten it would have to have as a screen protector because the screen is open and i'm not going to be carrying that case all over the place yeah it's a not, touch, not for the most part it's a touch screen too and it has like tilt functionality and stuff too so oh yeah i forgot yeah. i forgot to mention that um i saw somebody on i don't know if it was ign or whatever but they were playing um not half-life but the other one that valve makes a portal portal and he was tilting the thing like this mm-hmm. and the the whatever he was holding would actually go with his tilt. Yeah. The portal gun. I was like, what? Yeah. This yeah, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. The portal gun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've never played that game either. I know I'm a blasphemer, but whatever. Maybe they can. <laughs> oh, you do got to play that game. It is amazing, but maybe they, maybe they've got, uh, maybe they've, they've going to release Alex on it so that you can do all the, <gasps> dude, <laughs> that would be kind of cool. <laughs> like VR without VR. <laughs> yeah. No, this device looks really, really cool. I can't believe you haven't played Portal, man. You got to play the Portal games. No, nope, I never played Portal, dude. Ah, that's what you need I to do next. I was stuck on the on the RPGs for a long, long time that I never played anything else. I think the uh, I think the first one may be free. Uh, mm, I got it. Maybe. I now. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll, I'll I'll date I'll date myself. I got it in the orange box. I used to do this orange box bundle where you got Portal, Team Fortress. You got like all. Oh these yeah, together? I got it in that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Uh no, it's nine ninety nine, and Portal Two is okay. also nine ninety nine. Um, and Portal Two is awesome, but it's only good if you. I mean, it's not only good; it's its own game. But you really appreciate it if you played the first. Portal. Oh yeah, it's like Half Life, Half Life Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play Half Life Two alone, but it, it's much, much, much better if you play Half Life. Yeah. Portal in in Portal is kind of like like watching Lost when it first aired on TV, <laughs> where, <laughs> where it's, uh, it's only it's almost an experience that you had to do when it came out. Uh, right. Although if you play it today, you'll enjoy it. But what was neat about Portal when it first came out was it was like this puzzle game, and everybody was just like, "Oh, Valve is making a first person puzzle game." Like nobody knew that yeah. it was going to have a like a storyline. And they gave you, when it first came out, they gave you like the first like 11 missions or something like that for free. And, um, and then they, and then those, like, I can't remember how many it was, but like 10 or so, something like that. Those missions were like straight up puzzles. You were this, Hmm. you were just this little character that wakes up in like a little, you know, a little, like little apartment thing. And then she gets out and then she's got a puzzle and she's talking to Gladys and Gladys is telling her to complete okay, the puzzle. Yeah, yeah I, I have watched a couple of videos, so I kind of know what you're talking about for the most part. Right. But then it gets to, but then whenever the game actually launched and you bought the game, you did those puzzles. And then the very next scene was uh, Gladys was sending the player to the incinerator. So she was like, all right, you're done with your, <laughs> and, and, it, and if you didn't do anything, you would get incinerated. And that was the end of the game. <laughs> 
but it but you could shoot a portal and save yourself and then you were kind of in the behind the scenes working of the puzzle facility oh and that's interesting yeah and so then the rest of the first game plays out that way and there's no like cut scenes or anything it's all just like kind of stories told just as you're finding right. clues going through the world um but then gotcha. the second game really picks up and like there's actual cut scenes and characters and they start building on that story and then spoiler it starts connecting to Half-Life at some point. But What? Yep, but we never got to see we never got to see uh, either a Portal 3 or a Half-Life 3. Valve cannot count to 3. They just cannot do it. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh I guess that's the end of the show. Uh this one's going to be this was going to be a sucker to edit. I I I got to edit I'm sorry. Out. No, it's not just you. I got to edit out my F bombs. I dropped two F bombs. I got to go edit out um, you did pretty good though. You you can you can get those pretty good because you you restarted at a good point. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you'll be good. You'll be fine. I'm just so excited about this Steam Deck, man. I know. I, I am too. I was. I was. I, I. You know what? I didn't even think about putting it in the show notes at all. And then I read it in here, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. We need to talk about that. Obviously, it needs I, to be put in here. Whenever it was announced, I was like, oh, this is neat. I think we even said on the show. I don't know if this is marketed for me though. I don't know that this is what I want. As a consumer, we, we and, mentioned, yeah, we mentioned it because it was before they even released it. They had like, a, like a couple, like little leaks of something, mm-hmm. yeah, and and yeah, and you were saying about the uh, who is it marketed for, right? Right. I was like, who's going to buy this thing? I don't know who wants to hand it. But then now that we're seeing all the details on it, I'm so pumped for this thing. I can't wait for it. Like I never thought that they would pack this much in a little handheld. Now, as long as it doesn't take three years to come out, see that'll be what kills it. Is well, if it takes forever yeah. to actually, they keep pushing back the launch yep. or something. Then, then by the time it actually comes out, it'll be like you know outdated. and We won't be interested. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna. <sighs> yeah. I think they're already more prepared than we realize they are. I don't think. This I hope is, so. Yeah. All right. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. We're going to do some Garuda reviews. It's going to be a Garuda time. A Garuda good time. (laughs) (laughs) And peace.